what's up with this love and light shit? Yeah, it's kind of like, what do those words even mean without the embodiment? Right, when people say love and light, I'm sort of like, go fuck yourself. (laughs) I'm Kayla Nelson, a holistic coach in both wellness and business, and a healer and educator of Lyme disease. I'm Jessica Jean Muir. I'm a personal empowerment guide through my work as a yoga teacher, trauma-informed body worker, and group facilitator. You're listening to Love, Light, and Go Fuck Yourself, the podcast. Hey guys, in podcast audio sound wave land. (laughs) Jessica and Kayla here, and we're super excited to be sitting here recording our very first episode of this magical little baby project that we're starting today. Yes. <laughs> um, and so as we were sitting here kind of trying to figure out how do we want to start and introduce ourselves to you guys, and what path do we want to go down today with our first episode we thought it might be a good idea to kind of just share a little bit about why we decided to even do this kind of a funny little conversation that we had a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So we had this conversation and this uh, name of our podcast, Light and Love and Go Fuck Yourself, (laughs) came up. And we're like, damn, we really need to talk. There's so many things that we would love to talk about and discuss and open conversations around and (laughs) dissecting these words, love and light, you know, and blessings and all of this stuff that gets thrown around in the self-help, self-development, new age, spiritual world of things. And yeah, that sort of forged this happening right now yeah so yeah totally and it was like it was kind of a joke in the moment like I I trailed off I said love and light and Kayla went and go fuck yourself (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we just kind of feel like there needs to be a little bit more um depth and experience around these words because Especially in our little bubble that we're coming to you from here in Boulder, Colorado, which if you've not (laughs) been here before, it's super beautiful and amazing. And there's tons of really rad things about it. Obviously, we're here. Yeah. (laughs) But there's also this kind of crazy phenomenon happening Mm -hmm. of, yeah, like these, you know, spirituality and these um, deeper concepts really just being commodified mm-hmm. and reduced and, and capitalized. capitalized. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lack yeah. of embodiment of what those words actually mean, you know, using them in daily practice. And I'll be honest, like I'm not, I'm not, you know, fully embodied in all the things we're talking about here, but I understand and have some levity around it and don't go around just, you know, (laughs) exclaiming that this is my life. Um, So we wanted to really break that down and break down these words, break down concepts, constructs, all of that that we live in now with this 
you know, self-development, spiritual mm. world that we're, is, is becoming a thing. And it's a beautiful thing. Um, and there's some lack of depth and um, embodiment happening. Totally. And yeah. I think that that title really kind of gives a nice little um, preview of kind of how we are too. <laughs> totally. I mean, there's a whole lot of F-bombs and um, taboo topics that happen and just like, go fuck yourself, you know? like it just... <laughs> Yes. And one thing I know that Kayla and I are both really committed to is authenticity, yeah. integrity, keeping it fucking real. Yeah. And as we go forward with this project and bring, you know, all different topics from sex and sexuality to relationship to personal development, all the kind of different healing, things that we want to talk about. Yeah. Sobriety. Totally. Yes. All of it. All of it. One thing that I know we're both super committed to is keeping it grounded in something that feels real and anchored and good, which I think that these, you know, Mm -hmm. love and light bombs kind of like (laughs) detract from. It doesn't really land and feel that good. So yeah, Yeah, it's sort of like taking the meat of healing and self-evolution and actualization and all of that stuff that isn't really talked about, right? Like, you know, in healing, you're at the bottom, you know, you've hit rock bottom, you're in these dark, deep, areas of despair but then all of a sudden you see these people that are on like the top of the fucking mountain having these light shined on them and light shining out of them and there isn't a whole lot of in-depth conversation about the meat between those things the meat of that area and how fucking real it gets in there sometimes yeah and so yeah that's what we're going to be bringing to life here fuck yeah yeah there's like this kind of thing, I think, happening now where people are no longer afraid to be vulnerable about that whole, like, process that you're referring to once mm-hmm. they're out of it. Yeah. And once they've, like, wrapped it up into, like, this perfect little bow mm-hmm. and been like, okay, yeah, like, this is what I just went through in order to get to this happy, shiny, bright place. <laughs> yeah. But there's not that much room, like you're saying, to be messy and be unsure and figuring out. And for me, at least, like, that's where I learn everything and witnessing other people in that space. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Before we dive in, though, I think maybe we should just give a little mini Mm -hmm. blurb about who we are. Who we are. Yeah. And who are you, Kayla Nelson? Yeah. <laughs> that feels like a big question. Um, so I guess what's really brought me here and brought me, um, you know, sitting in front of Jess and the world that is mine right now is through a really intense healing journey. So I've been healing from Lyme disease and co-infections over the past nearly six years now. Um, And from that experience, uh, really broke me down into oblivion. Mm -hmm. And from there, I've been in this rebuilding process. And through that, I have gained so much um, awareness and... Um, experience in the world of healing and all the different modalities that I've used to to get to where I am and um, yeah and and that includes holistic nutrition and personal chefing energy work uh, shamanic sessions um, 
family constellation work, tons, lots of therapy, self, you know, all the self-development things along with the physical nature of it, um, you know, rebuilding the physical body and the mind. And I do that through nature, uh, trail running and climbing and spending time out in the woods. And um, that's really my home. And so, yeah, I'm a nature-bound lover of the earth, um, spiritual, a little bit of hippie, but also very much rooted in the real linear world of loving modern society and music and art and the nitty-gritty, dirty sides of life mm-hmm. um, and embodying both of those things. And also, you know, through my healing, um, I've really become attracted to the practices of Tantra Mm -hmm. and how that really translates throughout healing our lives and um, the powerful modality that it is. And so I'd love to talk about that at some point too. So You know it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a beautiful intro. Thanks. Thanks. Damn. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And Jessica Jean Muir, who are you? (laughs) Well... So I have a um, similar uh, path to Kayla in the sense that I too came to the world that is mine right now um, through a path of healing also. So um, I've been practicing yoga since I was like, I don't know, 10 years old. My mom um, had a yoga teacher that would come over to the house every week. Um, and I would kind of like pop in and out of her yoga lessons. And so that was kind of like, um, my first entryway into my body. But then throughout adolescence, I struggled with addiction, um, mostly to alcohol, a little bit of drugs in there. Um, a lot of really dysfunctioned sexuality, um, lots of, uh, trauma and, just a really dark path. And it took, you know, unfortunately hitting a pretty hard rock bottom about three years ago to finally kind of wake up and realize that I was squandering this beautiful, precious, amazing life away. Um, And realizing that I was pretty much devoting all of my energy to running away from the truth Mm -hmm. and to running away from my shadow, which I didn't know yet, but had all the medicine that I needed to heal right there. Um, And so that was actually the time I had been practicing yoga throughout this period of addiction, which was a very bizarre experience. Teaching yoga hungover is really a humbling and bizarre feeling. Um, And so when I finally got sober, my physical practice um, just expanded and blew up and became something completely new to me. Um, And so at this time I was teaching yoga and then I um, followed that love and passion for somatics um, into massage therapy school. And then from there I got really heavily involved in trauma touch therapy, which is the somatic based modality for healing stored trauma in the body, Um, you know, kind of same as Kayla, that was just something that really spoke to me and healed me. I started seeing a somatic counselor, um, a psychotherapist, and she kind of transformed my world also. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
yeah, just I have been following that ever since. And yeah, picking up different um, healing modalities along the way. Energy work, um, Reiki healing. I'm just starting to dabble in Tantra myself, mm-hmm. thanks to Kayla and <laughs> kind of showing me some things. Um, and then starting in the fall, I'm going to be in graduate school for body psychotherapy um, at Naropa University here in Boulder. So yes. um, I am a huge body freak and I really have found uh, healing through stepping into my physical body, which is something that addiction completely took me out of. Ooh. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Um, and I really care about um, creating, you know, safe spaces for people to be able to reveal themselves and their wholeness. Mm-hmm. I facilitate um, women's circles here in Colorado um, with the intention of allowing people to be held in, yeah, their full expression, their full vulnerability, um, because I really believe that that's how we're going to heal this world is Mm -hmm. with each individual person being able to bring all of themselves to the table, you know, the light, the dark, all of the things, um, (laughs) because there's so much wisdom and fullness in that. And yeah, I'm, I'm queer. So I'm here for all my LGBTQ plus peeps, my non-binary peeps. I've got you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and yeah, that's a little bit about me. Yeah, wow, that was beautiful. Yes. <laughs> it's really easy to get lost and like wander off and be like, it Whoa, is. what has this life been? Yeah, it's an ever-wandering road for sure. And we hope to take you all on that road with us and share a little bit about things that we're currently learning, things we've learned in the past, yeah. and just bringing light to some of these topics. Like, I don't think either one of us think or feel that we're gurus by any means. This is not a guru podcast. (laughs) This is us just sharing real shit and sharing from the heart and um, would love to create community around that and open the dialogue and have conversations in these areas that can be kept really secret and dark sometimes Um, and sometimes not and destigmatize things like sex and sexual orientation and desire and all of that so well we're really excited to be here we're really excited (laughs) to be starting this with you all and uh we look forward to growing this community together so yeah yeah well i think that now at this point Mm -hmm. kayla nelson yes i have a question for you sure (laughs) so what does love and light Mm actually mean to you how do you feel when you hear it and then how do you feel when you deconstruct it and pull Mm. it apart and actually sit with it yeah to be real honest when I hear the words love and light I really cringe (laughs) honestly (laughs) yeah and I Yeah, I feel like it's just something that people put at the end of their emails now and just like love and light and just, you know, there's there's this lack of, and I don't know, maybe this is just my judgment on it, but it just is such an overused term and I'm curious if anyone really feels that love and light when they're saying those things, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I guess I've just been so turned off by that 
part of um, the spiritual community where people are just like, love and light, love and light. And um, yeah, it just feels a little like false and fake and not yeah. not totally like lived into yet. Um, mm, and, not lived into. That's huge. Yeah. And I might be, and that be, could be super judgmentally of me to say, because <laughs> I don't know this person that's saying love and light to me, right? Like, they could be living in that space. Right. And I'm perceiving it as something different. Yeah. So I'm just going to put that out there. Right. But that's just my overall feeling of it, you know, in this yoga community. Yeah. We've lost so much about of what yoga really is. Oh my god, I too. was just about to say yoga in quotation marks. Yeah, in quotation marks. <laughs> yes, there's yeah. like what? There's seven different areas of yoga. And there's eight even, limbs. Oh, eight limbs. Okay, yeah. see, like I eight yeah. limbs of yoga and there's really only one that is sort of used, bastardized, whatever you want to say in the United States and the western worlds. Um and so anyway, I'm getting a little bit off topic, but what really brought this love and light home for me to feel embodied in was recently in a deep healing weekend that I did with some ancestral healing. Mm. And I got to witness a lot of people's familial traumas for, you know, throughout their intergenerational history, their intergenerational ancestral lineage. And what I got to notice and witness is how much uh, we as humans take on from other people's wounds and traumas. Um, and we take that on as our own. Mm-hmm. And that's where pain and discomfort and depression and illness and self-worth issues and all of that can start to stem from. And what I really witnessed was when you break out of those cycles, when you take off that armor, that that jacket, that cape that you're wearing of all of this trauma, all of this repression, oppression, what is left from that is your truest essence, which is divine love Mm -hmm. and light. Mm -hmm. And that we really are all love and light in our purest form. Mm And it's all the things that we carry, that we put on, we stick onto ourselves like Velcro that dim our love and our light. And it was just such a beautiful, like, oh my God, realization of like, wow, we really are. Like that is what our our our, our best self is, mm. is coming from that place. And yeah, I guess that's where I really like got to embody that feeling of love and light. Mm from that place of taking off the trauma, taking off the illness, taking off all of the constructs of life, of who people attach you know, their words to us and we attach their words to us and our histories and all of that to dim down our fucking light and our love. And we can't see that shit anymore, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's through this like really, really, really hard and deep process of sitting with yourself and cultivating that language, that inner language, that inner mindset, that inner knowing that you are divine love and light Mm. in walking through your life, holding that light and love Mm. and radiating that outside of your body, Mm. you know? Yeah. 
that's what I strive for. Fuck. And then I'm totally not even close to being there, FYI. Like, this is, it's a lot of fucking work. Like, it's a lot of work. That doesn't just fucking happen by you saying love and light and all this stuff. It's really sitting with yourself and it really having that inner resourcing to feel those feelings embodied and radiate out of yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. And like through meditation practices, through looking yourself in the mirror, self-talk, writing, all those things that this is where that starts to come from, in my opinion, you know? Totally. And I think that something that triggers me about it listening to you talk that like what I'm realizing is that it's like that lived into piece it's like there can't be love and light in the embodied true felt and practiced sense that you're talking about Mm -hmm. until there's been excavation and exploration of the dark of the hate, mm-hmm. of the fucking, you know, the depths of these yeah. things that we don't necessarily want to look at. Yeah. And to me, there's almost this, like, feeling of um, spiritual bypass that happens mm. um, where it's, like, throwing love and light on as, like, a Band-Aid. And it's also kind of harmful, <sighs> yeah. in my opinion, because... If you're going through the shit, mm-hmm. you know, let's say, and you're new yeah. into this world and you're looking for healing, as most people that come to this world are, you're in a vulnerable space. Yeah. And people are coming at you throwing love and light, love and light, love and light. Yeah. Are you just gonna are you gonna feel encouraged and like it's good to be sitting in the darkness that you're fucking experiencing? No. Or are you gonna feel shame? Are you going to feel like I'm not doing this right? Are you going to feel like I'm not spiritual because I'm not experiencing love and light coming out my ass every <laughs> fucking yes. waking moment? Yes. Yes. You know. Oh my God. Yeah. You totally nailed that there for sure. There's this, yeah, there's a piece of shame there. I felt it. I feel it still to this day. Yeah. Like if I'm not exuding this love and light and, you know, all of this stuff that I'm not a spiritual person, I'm damning myself, I'm self-sabotaging, I'm all of this. It's like, whoa, there's so much like negative self-talk there mm-hmm. that can come on from this exterior, you know, uh, verbiage or expectations of like you living into your love and light. Yeah. And, and also when you were talking there, it made me think about acknowledging, you know, acknowledging where you are and the things that are coming up, acknowledging your darkness and acknowledging the the trauma, um, the things that make you feel depressed or, you know, um, are feel hard and sticky like you're in the swamp you know you've got to acknowledge those things and that's something that I've learned through a brain retraining program to help with mold sensitivity um, and sensitivities to my environment is there's you you can't move forward you can't just like skip over like you're saying that spiritual bypassing of like okay you've got a thing that's triggering you and then you're just gonna fucking skip right ahead and be like I'm cured because I'm feeling love and light and all this stuff it's like no actually you need to acknowledge acknowledge the peace that's causing you pain yeah say hello to it yeah like sit across from it sit with it have a conversation with it and 
And from there, you can be like, okay, like I see you, I acknowledge you, and I'm no longer feeding you my energy. Yeah. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for being here. Thank you for, you know, giving me the opportunity to see you and acknowledge it and heal it. And I'm going to go ahead and move on. I'm going to go ahead and like forge this new path over here. Um, and, and that, that path hopefully maybe is towards that self-embodied self-love, that radiant being who you really are, you know, like that path is leaving behind that, that cape of muckiness and moving more towards your innate being of love and life, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Totally. Yeah. Well, and also like there, I think is this idea and I struggled with this a lot when I first got sober, Mm -hmm. I was like a year in and so much had shifted in my fucking life. Like it was, you know, you saw me kind of go through this transformation, like, you, I became kind of a different person because suddenly I was like actually working through my shit Mm -hmm. and my external life looked really differently for those reasons. But I always had this idea in my head that, okay, if I get sober and I work through all my shit suddenly and magically, everything in my life will just be better. I'll never have another problem again. Oh yeah. It's going to be fucking great. And it was really funny to me after kind of the pink cloud lifted (laughs) when I realized that I still had a lot of stuff that would come up regularly. Um, So there's not, there's like, I think this misconception that, you know, like you reach this state of love and light Mm -hmm. and then if you ever feel like a quote unquote, because I actually don't think that there's like negative and positive within emotions, Mm -hmm. but if you start to feel like things that we would label as negative emotions again, then Mm -hmm. it's like fear inducing. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh my God, I'm losing my love and light. Or like there's something wrong with you, but you can't exist in that vibration of love and light. I mean, you have that essential core of love, Mm -hmm. but we are also kind of shackled to the human condition, which inherently means that we're going to experience a range of different sensations and emotions And that's fucking okay, and that's also good and necessary. Oh my god. You know? That's so crucial and critical, and such an important piece in healing, and also just moving through life in general. Yeah. Is, and that's something that I've had to learn, and I'm still learning, you know, I definitely have a very perfectionist side to myself, Mm -hmm. and... A-type personality, although it doesn't necessarily show, I don't think, but very A-type. It shows. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Miss fucking trail runner. I'm sitting in Kayla's room right now. She has post-its on her wall. Okay. Okay. Anyways. (laughs) See, my perfectionism is like, I'm not the most perfect. I'm not the most 100% A-type person, so I can't call myself an A-type person. That's what happens in my brain. And on that note, (laughs) on that note, yeah, you know, like going through my healing journey, I have gotten so frustrated in Lyme, in healing from Lyme and all of that, that like I would 
I would regress sometimes, you know, I would have these moments of going back and forth, back and forth. And, you know, I looked at this thing, the hero's journey, you know, and I'm like, I had my one hero's journey. I'm fucking done. I'm over it. I'm never going through that journey cycle ever again. Like, whew, made it out. Oh my God. I'm so good. That's such bullshit. Yes. You constantly are going through that cycle that you see in the healing journey. It's never just one that encompasses your whole life. Like, I feel like sometimes I go through multiple ones in a day, you know, and it's not just like a light switch that gets turned on and stays the fuck on. Like, it gets turned down and sometimes you can't even find the wall where the light switch was to begin with, you know? And... And accepting that, oh God, it's so hard and difficult to accept that, that it's like, at least for me, that it's an ever moving thing. It's always happening, you know? Yeah. And it is, it's, yeah. And going back to the beginning of this conversation of that embodied piece of love and light that practice of knowing that you are love and you are light inherently as your being is what helps to ease those transitions when they come it helps to ease the darkness when it arises it it helps you trust that you've been here before that you can come out of it that you are inherently good you know, that you are inherently love and loved and supported. Ooh, those yes. are big things. That is everything. And I promise you guys that going through doing the work, mm-hmm. whatever your path and process looks like, because Kayla and I can't know that and we can't tell you what that is, and no teacher or spiritual healer can actually tell you what your path is. Only mm-hmm. you can know that. So yeah. going through your own journey so to end up at that conclusion mm-hmm. that you are inherently love and no one and nothing can take that or give that to you Oof. feels <laughs> so much better yeah. than a yoga teacher mm-hmm. saying, bye, have a good day, love and light. Mm-hmm. I... Oh promise you that it is worth the fucking commitment to embodying that practice. Wow. That's like full body goosebumps right there. (laughs) Jess, that was amazing. Yes. I mean, yes, you're so spot on. Like fucking mic drop and done. That's it, guys. We're out. Peace out. Love and light. Go fuck yourself. Been one episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how do you? So let's you know wrapping this up. How do you go about embodying those practices? Like, what are some tools? Like, what are some yeah. things that we can talk about that are helpful in guiding people to? find that inner love and light themselves and not looking for it on the exterior. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, um, the embodiment piece is huge, like embodiment practices. So what I mean by that are different containers and experiences where you can 
get out of your eyes and your head and the kind of linear model of how we experience the world and you're getting into your body so you're actually expressing yourself from this um this place inside of you that's somatic and I think why this is so profound for me is because I spent so many years trying to not feel my body yeah because it can be a scary place you guys there's a lot of shit in there (laughs) um (laughs) and when you start to wake it up you're gonna like learn more than you think yeah Um, so for me, yoga is a beautiful gateway. Mm -hmm. Um, and I say gateway because I think that there's a lot of ways in which Western depictions of an asana yoga practice are limited. So I would encourage you to kind of seek, um, some authentic sources if you are going to go down like the yogic path. Um, or what I've been really, really loving lately is ecstatic dance. Mm. This fucking practice is changing my life I swear to you it's like making me feel safe and comfortable and sexy in my body in my skin which like you guys if you're practicing that in a container on a weekly monthly whatever basis of course that's going to carry over into your day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Suddenly you're going to find yourself standing in front of people and being able to like feel your body and express yourself fully and feel the joy and the weirdness and the awkwardness and the whatever is flushing through you and have a full range of experience in the world mm-hmm. because you've been like training in how to just be joyful and free and open in your physical body. Mm-hmm beautiful yes that's one yeah (laughs) I could go on and on yes yeah we're talking to the somatic practitioner over here yeah dance yeah yeah dance dance movement Mm -hmm. yeah what about you um me trail running I think Mm -hmm. it's like building up that confidence through strength Mm -hmm. and and being out in nature like I I nature is my home like it really is it's where I feel the most at home the most at ease and where I belong And so, you know, I do a lot of my prayer work when I'm running, you know, I put prayer into the earth and receive things back into my body and I come out just feeling strong and radiant and full of love. And so that's like a movement practice that I do and meditation. Like when I actually, yeah, when I actually sit in meditation, I notice the biggest difference and it's huge to sit there and feel yourself breathing and noticing your breath and feeling your body in a quiet still space quieting your mind um and yeah and then also another one of just like the embodiment piece especially in trying times difficult times you know is actually feeling and touching your own body yes you know, like taking your hands and putting them on your thighs and on your knees and giving them a squeeze and actually paying attention like, okay, I am touching my legs. I am squeezing them. I'm touching my arms. You know, I can feel that. And like when you're doing those things saying like, I love you, like I care for you, like thank you to your body, you know, thank you for 
giving me the strength to walk through this day. Thank you for, you know, showing up for me and, and wanting to work for me and, you know, providing stability and all of that. So yes, those are some, yes. When you said meditation, I was like, yes, yes, yes. Because for me, the more that I can unravel all these false things that I've created about who I am, like, Mm -hmm. you know, anything from the way that you dress to Mm -hmm. the tape that plays in your head, maybe you're like constant little thought loop that you've got. We've all fucking got one. Mm -hmm. Um, to, you know, what kind of food you eat and like just all the things that we create that make up our quote unquote identity, which like isn't bad. That's not a bad thing. It can be fun. It's part of being human is like finding your preferences and expressing yourself and coming from that place. Mm -hmm. But it's really also grounding and refreshing to be able to strip those things away, see Mm -hmm. deeper inside of yourself, Mm -hmm. and be comforted by the fact that none of those things actually fucking matter Mm -hmm. or define you, that you are just this pure, loving being at the center. Yeah. Um, And then another one that's really big for me is community. Yeah. Like, intentional community. You guys, like, changed my fucking world. Mm -hmm. Kayla and I met in a women's circle, Mm -hmm. actually. And it was by beginning to go to these circles and then now facilitating circles of my own that I just really see the value of sitting in authenticity and vulnerability Mm -hmm. with other people that are also doing the same, dropping the armor taking off the masks and all trying to sit there together in the truth of actual embodied love and light and support one another. Like there is just something so powerful. Mm -hmm. Kayla and I collaborated on a workshop together recently and we did eye gazing. Mm -hmm. And for me, this was the first time that I had actually been like facilitated in eye gazing. Mm -hmm. And it was so profound. The sensation of real embodied love, not fucking Hallmark Valentine's (laughs) Day card love, Mm -hmm. like real deep seeing the beauty and seeing that I am that in the other person and then inside of you. (sighs) If you can find other people that are committed to this practice, Mm -hmm. practicing together is so, so beautiful for Mm -hmm. taking off the layers. Yeah, and it's both, it's it's working with yourself individually to build up that inner resiliency, that inner love, that inner light, all of those things, and then taking that practice out into the world and staying true to your center self, your, you know, your, your inner self, your most authentic being, and sitting across from someone and seeing them as their most authentic self and not losing yourself inside of, mm. you know, that, like, yeah, these are all practices of, of, yeah, you know, yourself as a, as your own individual being, and then taking that out into community and engaging with it in that format too. Totally. So, yeah, and I yeah. think that one day we're going to deep dive into all these different yeah, practices. Yeah, <laughs> Right. Yes, especially the eye gazing and the mirroring and um, some of those tantra practices. They're really beautiful and they can they can absolutely change the way that you 
engage with the world and it's a beautiful thing so yeah so I would just really encourage you to maybe this week after listening to this cast yeah maybe you feel inspired maybe just simply when you're driving home from the grocery store start thinking about what are different practices and tools that make me feel like my true essence of love and light what helps me strip away these kind of false layers Mm -hmm. and what allows me to stop looking to other people to give me love and light like where do I find it inside of my own self what are the things that make me feel that and then incorporate that into your life more make that a fucking priority yeah and it doesn't even have to be like a priority like oh this is an hour a day thing it can be a five minutes a day thing start there and see how how it feels you know and drop us a line let us know yes (laughs) yeah let us know what some of these things are that feel good to you in your body that are going to help you feel more of that inner radiance and light And, um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we are so excited to collaborate with anybody listening as far as what is on your mind right now. What's Mm -hmm. intriguing to you? What is sparking your curiosity maybe about even what we're talking about now? We are so committed to also being in community with you guys. And like Kayla said at the beginning, We are not gurus. We are simply here (laughs) alongside of you, hand in hand, going through the shit at the same time. So let us know what works for you and um, teach us too. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Pretty exciting. Yeah, so exciting. (laughs) Yeah. And hope you guys have a beautiful uh, rest of your day, night, wherever in space and time you are. And love and light, guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And go fuck yourself. And go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, go do that. That will help you feel so much better. That's another one. (laughs) Orgasms, guys. They're good. Okay. We'll leave you on that. (laughs) Go fuck yourself, literally. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.